Well, hello, gorgeous one. Welcome to Bombshell Radio. Here, we combine pleasure and purpose to liberate women into their divine assignment of being the fullest expression of fierce femininity. My name is Jackie Lacroix. I believe that pleasure is a life force. Beauty is for you, and your sexual design is the key to your greatest fulfillment and calling. I'm the author of the best-selling book, The Bombshell Manifesto, and I've mentored women in body, beauty, business, and intimacy with God, themselves, and men for over 10 years. Each week, you'll receive a different edition of Bombshell Radio, focusing on one of these areas, all designed to inspire you and help you optimize every area of your feminine design so that you can live your biggest, most beautiful life. If you've been longing for a place where you can merge your spirituality and your sexuality and enter a conversation that honors your body, your beauty, your business savvy, and your faith, welcome home. Let's get started. Well, hello, my beautiful friends. I hope you're having a gorgeous, gorgeous day. I want to chat with you today about two very important aspects of beautiful and lifelong, easy, delightful body care that you might not expect. So due to whatever you want to blame it on, <laughs> some people call it past Puritan culture, some people call it you know, strict upbringing, some people call it American culture, whatever you want to consider it, there frequently is, and I find this around the world as I talk to people from many different countries and through traveling, this doesn't seem to be just something that is an issue in America, but a lot of people seem to believe that they can essentially flog themselves into better behavior. And whatever past experiences you may have had where maybe someone was trying to berate you into better performance or threaten or intimidate or, or whatever it may have been, or maybe you were doing that to yourself internally, I have found that that doesn't work. <laughs> and if it does work, it doesn't work for very long and it definitely isn't pleasant. So when I was completely, and with the intention of making it permanent and lasting, overhauling my relationship with my body years and years and years and years ago, I decided first that I wanted to enjoy myself. I decided that I wanted the process to not be painful. And Honestly, at the time, it was just because I was so tired, so tired of that merry-go-round of kind of, you know, you guys may be familiar with kind of the last hurrah if you're eating poorly, and then you're going to get on somebody's bandwagon and cut out all of these foods you like and work out way more than you want to and, you know, either tell yourself that you're amazing while you're doing that or telling yourself that you're terrible because you're not doing it well enough. Whatever it may be, I was done with that cycle. And I decided just purely out of fatigue, <laughs> honestly, at that point, that I wanted to do it differently, that I was not available for that experience anymore. What I didn't realize at that time was that the new technique, if you want to call it that, that I was stepping into, that I was stumbling into almost, was actually really, really effective. So at the time, I just didn't want to feel that pain anymore, but I actually discovered something that also got me phenomenal results without making myself miserable. 
Sound good? <laughs> Are you ready for this? So the first element or aspect of phenomenal, beautiful, lifelong body care that you're not expecting is hope. Hope. I know that might not sound like it has anything to do with body care, but I believe that hope is actually one of the first ingredients of any life change. And I'm not going to digress into all the other areas of life we could explain this in, but focusing in on our care of, and that includes our thoughts about our body, hope is essential. Now, I see this on two levels with our bodies, okay? One is, do we truly have hope? And hope comes from belief, right? That there really could be a better experience for us in our physical selves, whether something external actually changes, whether our health actually improves, or whether we simply are more at peace, or my preference is all of the above, right? <laughs> An improvement across the board is the ideal. But do we really believe we can do it? Do we really believe that it's possible for us, right? Because there's possible in general, then there's possible for them, possible for those people over there who we kind of see as some special breed, but possible for us is a whole nother level of internalizing belief and creating hope. Here's why that matters. If you don't deeply believe and therefore have hope that you can have a better experience in your body, why would you bother? to make any changes, right? Why would we ever put forth effort when deep down we're thinking, this is not gonna work, right? <laughs> when we're thinking, I've done this before, I failed then, why am I trying now, I'm gonna fail again, right? If we have any kind of negative thought cycle, and I'm not saying that it's not there to some extent, when we're beginning something new, a little self-doubt is normal and there's nothing wrong with it, you don't need to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing this right, it's not gonna work, none of that, it's normal. But we do want to be able to rise above it and say, but I have this shred of belief that I can do this, that this time it's not only going to work, it's going to last. I'm going to crush this. This is going to be the new version of me that I've always wanted to live and I'm never going back, right? So we have to have hope that really for us, ourselves, individually, not, you know, generally or hypothetically or in theory, but for us as an individual, no matter what's behind us, that there really is hope that we could have a better, even a wonderful experience living in our bodies in the future, okay? We have something to believe in that we're striving for. That's why people get so excited about the next diet book or the next bikini boot camp workout series or the next, you know, fitness inspiration image on the internet. Like, it all gives us a little rush of hope. Now, if you've had a lot of disappointments, you're gonna see that and be like, whatever, man. I've <laughs> been there, tried that, failed, doesn't work, not for me, etc." right? And then we maybe need to find something that does work better or we just need to revisit the beliefs until we rebuild the slightest little shred of hope. But if we don't have hope, we won't begin. Now, that may be not tremendously surprising. But I also want you to see hope on another level, and it still pertains to our body care. And that is hope for a better life. One of the reasons I believe that many people don't bother to begin or to get up again and continue or try again a journey of better body care or to better body care is a feeling of, why should I bother? You know, 
here's my life, whether you live in a small town or a giant city where you feel totally unseen, here's my family, they're all also overweight or they're always complaining about their body or they're always on some new diet or they're always you know, complaining about your body, right? Making comments about your body. Here's my friend group, we meet up for brunch, you know, we drink too much, we eat too much, we don't work out together, we complain about our bodies, we complain about how men are so obsessed with the perfect, the whole thing, right? We're in a life already that hasn't charted a course that would encourage us to bother to pick up the journey, to pick up the, it can feel like a battle, but I don't believe it needs to be, but to go ahead and begin and chart this new path. Why should we bother, right? We've got our job, maybe we're already in a relationship, we've got our dog, (laughs) we've got our apartment, we've got our house, we've got our girlfriends, we've got our network marketing business, you know, no one is questioning what we already have. Why should we bother to be better? Why should we bother to improve when right here, right now is perfectly good enough? In fact, we're scolded to be more grateful And we often struggle to understand that you can be grateful and create something better at the same time, right? So why? And to set a vision of not just enjoying your own body more, but being in a life that has truly improved, maybe in some even dramatic ways that perhaps you've just stopped dreaming about, right? Why should you bother to get in shape if you're also not going to bother to shoot for a high rank at your company and win the cruise trip where you're gonna be able to buy five new bathing suits, right? (laughs) And feel fantastic, why bother? Why bother to take great care of your body if you and your husband haven't been together intimately in over six months and you sure don't feel like it anytime soon, right? Why bother? Why bother getting yourself fit and high energy and well-rested if every other mom at the toddler mom group is overweight and complaining about her body and complaining about her energy and her lack of sleep and stuffing junk food in little baggies and bringing it to the playground, right? Like why bother? If we don't have hope for a better, improved, exciting, meaningful, purpose-filled life, why bother be a better version of ourselves? So we have to have a deep-seated hope that it's worth it that it's worth putting in this much effort, that it's worth striving for something more, that it's worth birthing a better version of ourselves or becoming the person we were always meant to be or remembering who we already are, however you want to phrase it. I think you guys know what I'm driving at. Why should we dare to dream again and then include in that dream the kind of body that we've always wanted to be in, right? The best version of our body. I think that this lack of hope, which you can translate into boredom, defeat, overwhelm, despair, right? Whatever the opposite of hope would be, prevents many people who actually do have the time, the energy, the wisdom, the training, the resources, the community around them to engage in better body care practices to just not bother, right? And we're so often berated, and maybe we even you know, get on our own case with the idea of, oh, I'm lazy. And we call it laziness. I don't know many actually truly lazy people, but I do know many people who have lost their hope, who have lost their conviction 
that if they set out toward a goal and toward a dream, it's worth bothering to put in the effort, right? I've heard a saying that when you realize that something is possible, it unlocks the desire to actually go after it, right? And the opposite would be, if you feel that something isn't possible, you lack all desire to get up and bother to go after it because why bother? It can't be done. There's no hope for me. I'm just gonna fail again. My husband doesn't even care, he's checked out. No guys are asking me out. My kids love me as I am. All my girlfriends look the same. My family bonds by complaining. If I suddenly got in shape, then everybody would be on my case about who do I think I am? Am I so much better, right? Whatever our reasons are, we go ahead and forfeit our hope. And then it's incredibly difficult to make positive changes based on the, I'm just gonna call them silly, okay? Things like willpower and white knuckling it and kind of shooting yourself and finger shaking at yourself and getting upset at yourself. Hope is an incredible driving force for the human spirit, but you have to fight for it and you have to preserve it. You have to recognize it's what you need in the first place. So I encourage you guys, if you're feeling hopeless, either in your ability to have a better experience in your body or in the possibility, the likelihood of creating a more beautiful life for yourself, for your family, for your future family, for your community, for your friends. Rebirth that hope long before you stroll over to the bookstore and start flipping through diet books and kind of put together an action plan, or you contact someone who's leading a you know, community weight loss workout group, whatever it may be, get your hope back because that is one of your greatest weapons. Now, that was a little intense, <laughs> but we're gonna switch now to the second aspect, which is, I promise, much, much, much more fun. And in my opinion, every single bit as important Okay, so again, when I was reshaping my entire relationship with my body, which I had been back and forth and up and down with for years and years, and I finally had had enough, I didn't want that painful cycle anymore, and I decided as I began something that I hoped would last forever, I was unavailable for that kind of pain. I wanted to do it from a place of hope, and I wanted to do it from a place of ease and joy, which is not generally what you hear when someone decides they're going to take control and you know get back on the wagon and get in shape and start eating right and get back to the gym or whatever it may be, right? Joy and ease <laughs> are not generally words that they're using. They're gonna get in the game and they're gonna get tough and they're gonna man up or they're gonna woman up or they're gonna whatever. And it's gonna like, you know what? You do that, I'll meet you at the cafe afterward. I'm over here sipping my latte, right? So I wanted joy and ease from this place of hope that I could create a better way that wasn't this flogging myself cycle of needing to be stricter, be tougher, be harder, and more self-controlled or whatever that was just, one, miserable, and two, not working. So that led me to the second aspect, which again, I stumbled into, but was shocked by how effective it is, and that is, after hope, pleasure. Now, when I say this word, and I teach on some interesting things, my friends, okay, there are certain things that I teach on when I say the words people just like, 
I get to meet all of their preconceptions. <laughs> you know, I just said a word and oh my goodness, their decades of baggage and family baggage and religious baggage. It's just like, well, nice to meet you. I'm pretty sure I just said one word, but pleasure can be one of those words. When I say pleasure in this context, I'm talking about any you could call it a dopamine hit if you want, but anything that provides a respite during your day of joy, of beauty, of life, okay? So one of the first distinctions I wanna make here, and then we're gonna tie it back into body care, is that a lot of people stupidly, excuse me for my mini rant, but it's dumb in my opinion, okay? Very foolishly associate and even just it's it's such a disrespect to the word pleasure in my opinion but they call pleasure things that are very life sucking you could call them death giving even okay and i'm not going to go into them and list some of them but anything that feels like a hit in the moment that ultimately deprives your body and your soul and your mind of well-being all right so i'm going to let you just figure out what that is for you or or what you've seen in the world when i talk about pleasure it is life giving beauty and joy sources, okay? So to me, one of my absolute greatest favorite pleasures is finding an aesthetically pleasing, preferably, <laughs> but Starbucks will do if it needs to be, um, beautiful little coffee shop and finding a chair against the wall and having a tea or a latte or a matcha green tea latte and sitting there with you know, a beautiful book or magazine or some fascinating blog on my phone or just people watching, listening to a podcast. It's one of the things that you'll notice is that there's a lot of senses going on, right? So there's the smell of the coffee shop. There's the sound of the music that they're playing where the podcast is in my ears. There's the beautiful visual imagery from the book, from the magazine, from the blog that I'm on, whatever it may be, the people watching, there's kind of the mental stimulation of other human beings and what they might be saying here and there or wondering what their stories are and kind of just different imagery shifting in front of me. There's the taste, hopefully, I'm not usually sitting there sipping water, of something that is delightful and decadent, but not destructive. Right, so I remember a very brief phase in college. Which I'd gained a lot of weight. I was not in mastery of my body or my emotions, which I think go together at that time. And I went through this brief period where I would drink frappuccinos from Starbucks. Right, I saw these other people doing it, and they seemed to be, you know, fit enough. And I thought, I never let myself have one of those gigantic cookie crumb, you know, chocolate chip things <laughs> that look amazing. And so for a brief period, I would order those and it kind of became a thing, right? Because once you have one, you're like, that was um, amazing. I'm going to do that again. And certainly it did not help with any kind of weight loss goals at the time. <laughs> in fact, I was going in the opposite direction very efficiently. And I just remember feeling like crap after every single one, right? So you might tell me, wow, that's, that's a decadent pleasure. And I would disagree because I felt terrible. Now I am not one of these black and white people who says, okay, well, you can never have that again. You should never have one of those, never order one of those, never sip one of those, don't even think about it. No, in moderation, when it feels good, to the extent that it feels good, in the context that it creates life, but not to the extent of excess and um, almost drowning myself in what was supposed to feel good until it no longer did, right? So 
sitting in a cafe with just the right amount of a beverage that brings my body life is a pleasure. Drowning myself in, you know, a giant milkshake like that essentially, or a bag of very cheap cookies when I'm not even hungry, something that gives me what you would want to call a sensation of pleasure, but is actually life sucking, life taking, death giving. I know, right? Really intense words here, but that's not pleasure. Okay. So it sounds very confusing. Why would I say that when you're beginning a journey toward better body care, pleasure must be a part of it? Because most of us think, well, if I'm going to get back on track with my body care, pleasure's got to go, right? The cookie's got to go. The brownie's got to go. The sleeping in's got to go, whatever it is. And here's the thing. So many of us looking for that moment of solace, of respite, of dopamine hit, of joy during our day, what do we turn to? We turn to food. Certainly in Christian culture, it's one of the few things left that, you know, you won't get in trouble for doing is taking a snack break. And no one's probably going to comment if your snack is one donut plus the second one that you actually bought, but you don't want to have people see you eat. So you're eating it from the bag kind of like while you're standing behind the wall. I'm not saying I've ever done that, (laughs) you know, but I'm just saying, right? So we don't feel socially shamed for turning to food as an outlet. And indeed, there are memes, there's funny posts, there's all of these things making jokes at ourselves about how kind of food obsessed or we can't wait for, you know, dessert, et cetera, right? We create an identity around what is actually a symptom of shame of knowing that this is not true pleasure, that this is taking away from our lives in this timing, in this context, in this amount I'm not saying I don't eat donuts, (laughs) but I don't eat them in a way that takes away from my life. I eat them in a way, at a time, in an amount, in a context, at a hunger level, with my hunger hormones always managed, that gives joy without stealing life. Very big difference. And that's easier to do when you have filled the rest of your life with what I like to call pure pleasures. Just to clarify, because so many people have uh, a connotation issue with the word pleasure. So these are things like sleeping really well. To me, that is deeply pleasurable when I get a great night of sleep and it's, you know, I wake up feeling amazing. Maybe it's putting on a little makeup. We're going to be talking about the beauty wound this summer, but outside of any insecurities, something that actually brings you joy. Maybe it's getting your nails done. Maybe it's getting a massage. Maybe it's going for a walk around the block at lunch. Maybe it's just sitting outside on a beautiful day without feeling awkward because you're not talking to anyone and you're not on your phone and you're literally just watching. Watching the clouds in the sky, watching the birds in the trees, watching the breeze blow through them, watching the babies walk by with their parents, watching the dog, asking if you can pet it, right? Just savoring all of your senses without stuffing yourself with a sensation that has been misplaced as quote unquote pleasure. When in fact, it's stealing your life and not giving to your life. When I decided I wanted to take phenomenal care of my body, enjoy being in my body and have the results in the health and wellness of my body that I wanted all at the same time, injecting pure pleasures into almost every part of my day was one of my greatest tactics for success. And the first place I started was when I would find myself seeking solace in things that 
presented themselves as pleasures but weren't, right? So the 3 p.m. slump when you want some kind of hit of sugar or some super sugary coffee or whatever, or the time before bed when even though you've had a good day, you're scrolling social media and suddenly everyone's life seems better than yours and you know, you've know you got the sundown effect of kind of feeling like crap and you've just had your biggest meal of the day, so your stomach is a little bigger than it normally is and you know there's a sense of defeat, right? Looking very carefully at those parts of the day that you're almost, honestly, I'm just thinking of this now, you're most vulnerable to hopelessness, right? You feel most strongly that, you know, why bother? There's really no point. There's always tomorrow. I'll just try again. This isn't gonna really make a difference. Who's gonna know and who cares, right? What do I really have to, to bother doing this for? In those moments where hope is lowest, and the desire for some kind of life-sucking, quote-unquote, fake pleasure is calling most, having pure pleasure rituals already injected into those parts of your day is essential. And it might take some pre-planning. It might take quite a bit of shifting your habits, even your schedule, your norms, right? If the people who are around you at work are used to you, not leaving the office from one to five and you know just hitting the vending machine like everybody else does at three and suddenly you're walking downstairs to the smoothie shop to get a smoothie or an acai bowl or some you know vegan healthy cookie thing <laughs> i'm not vegan but i do find vegan cookies have cleaner ingredients you know and it's it's new you might get some comments are you ready for that do you have that deep well of hope that's going to carry you through when you're making shifts and people who may be a little more used to not necessarily bad intention some of the comments may even be positive but they're used to the behaviors of your less hopeful self when you don't turn to pure pleasures you turn to quick fixes are you ready for that i want to encourage you even if you don't feel ready begin right just try it you can always go back to what you're already doing, right? It's not like this is some kind of lifelong commitment, you know? And one of the best ways to step into a permanent body care shift is to not berate yourself, to have endless self-compassion and to understand that a shift is just that, right? I like to think of your feet being together on the floor, your heels are together and you're doing like the little shuffle, right? The little pivot. Your feet aren't even leaving the ground. A little turn this way, a little turn that way, a little turn this way, it's slow and there's some back and forth. It's not gonna be one giant ballerina leap from a total standing still position. It's gonna be a little bit of a shuffle step and you're gonna be going back and forth. And that's okay, that's how most long lasting things begin. So don't berate yourself if you do it once, once a week, then twice a week, then three or four times a week, and then it's just what you do. And then you start making them and you bring them from home so it's cheaper, you know, or whatever works for you. But I want you to figure out how can you inject pure pleasures into every part of your day, beginning with the parts where your hope is the lowest and your negative norms, you could call them negative norms, are the most common, right? And I also want you to think in the space of all five of your senses. So if you're trying to improve what you're eating, obviously it makes sense to change what you're eating, but I, I don't want you to again, get into that mentality of, well, I need to be bringing celery sticks and chicken breast and, you know, those little spirulina chewy tabs <laughs> to chewy tablets and um, this green juice that I absolutely cannot stand, but everybody tells me I should be having. What could you do instead that's pleasurable? That's why I love the example of a latte, right? Coffee, 
milk. Lots of people might get on my case. Oh my gosh, dairy. Oh my gosh, coffee. Hey, pick what works for you. I don't put sugar in mine because the milk has kind of got all that lactose naturally in it anyway. Something that, that gives you an experience of pleasure without taking away life. So you're not replacing a quick fix with something hardcore that makes you miserable. You're replacing it with something that's a little better, but still deeply pleasurable. So you're not missing out, you're just taking a step toward life. So if you're trying to replace some food habits, right? That's, that's my suggestion there is don't, you know, for example, before I um, started recording this podcast, I went to Joe and the Juice, if you guys know that chain, Joe and the Juice, and I got this beautiful green juice, which I'm very used to green juices. I've had them for a long, long time, so it's not gross to me. <laughs> I've gotten accustomed to it. And I had their little healthy-ish version of carrot cake, which was phenomenal, right? But that's different from the frappuccinos I used to have back in the day. I feel amazing right now. And back at the end of college, I would feel exhausted and bloated and miserable after one of those. No offense to Starbucks. I love Starbucks. <laughs> I just order different things now, okay? So if that's what you're switching, if it's a food thing, think of something that's pleasurable but gives life rather than taking it, rather than trying to go this all or nothing, super strict route, okay? But here's what I also want you to remember. You have a lot more senses than just taste, okay? Visual beauty is huge. What are you smelling? Can you light a candle? Can you start wearing perfume every day? Can you pick a hair product that smells really good so your hair smells really good all day, right? Can you get your nails done or paint your own nails? Can you wear a watch or a bracelet that you love to look at? Can you have music in your headphones when you're at work, when you're driving on your way? Can you talk to people who are um, a little more positive, <laughs> right? Can you, where can you bring up the pure pleasure quotient in all of your other senses so that your body and your spirit and your mind and your soul don't feel this deficit of beauty and joy and therefore hope, which then leads you to give up and turn to a quick fix that's your old go-to that then takes away more life, which then takes away more hope which gives you that self-defeating cycle of I always do this. And this is just the kind of person that I am. And I'm never going to be able to get better. I'm never going to be one of them. I'm never going to be like her. My life's never going to be like that. So why should I bother? That's the self-defeating cycle that we are going to cut with hope and with beautiful, pure pleasure. Now this summer, I'm going to be talking about beauty inwardly, externally, both externally on our own selves and externally in the world around us. But I just want you to start noticing if this is speaking to you, if this sounds like something that could help you, right? Because I am not a person who likes to follow other people's rules, <laughs> right? I don't like to be told what to do. I used to try this and it never worked. And finally, I just thought, okay, I've got to figure out how to hack how I'm already naturally oriented. And that has worked so well for me. So if this is speaking to you, I encourage you as you go through your day, Notice what you love. What do you love? Like for me, when I am working at a co-working space, one of the things I love is walking there. You know, unless it's raining, then that's not that fun. Although <laughs> sometimes it can be fun as long as I didn't just wash my hair, right? I love like a walk in the mornings where there's people and there's a little bit of bustling and there's still the morning light and there's the energy and the air and even, you know, some horns honking, maybe not too many, some dogs, but like it's just, it's life-giving, right? 
And then when I show up in the space, I sit down and I have a cup of tea or I have a cup of coffee and I put in either music or they play great music here or I have a podcast in my headphones and I kind of do some morning pages, just gathering my thoughts, planning my day, feeling into the energy that I'm in and setting the intention for the day that I wanna have. All of that is so pleasurable to me. It doesn't even occur to me, wow, this day sucks. I think I'll just stop at you know, the pastry shop and get a bag of two or three or four, <laughs> you know, of my favorite pastries. And I'll just kind of try to pace them throughout the day, except I'll probably get through two and a half before 10 a.m. And then I'll feel awful. And then I'll vow to do better. But then you guys know hunger hormones, your insulin's going to spike and then crash. You're going to want it again, right? Because it's life taking, not life giving. But because I've set up my day to incorporate so many other pure pleasures, including taste, but with all of my other senses too, there's no moment that I really dread. And even when I have to face an activity that I don't particularly enjoy, I'm even more intentional then about how can I surround this with as much pure pleasure as possible? Am I in an outfit that makes me feel great? Do I have my favorite tea with me? Is it possible to play music or listen to a podcast while I have to deal with this email or whatever it is, right? Pure pleasures give us life, give us hope, give us a sense that I can do this. There's a reason to bother to try to be my best. And that creates the positive cycle of becoming the person you already want to be without even noticing that it's happening. And then you look up and you realize that because you've been making these tiny little shifts with your feet going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, but headed more in a new direction bit by bit, You've created a day that you no longer want to escape from. You have hope that you can do this. You're amazing. And your life is only going to get better. So of course you're going to take great care of your body because life is awesome and it's about to get even more exciting. So we want to be ready for that. So with all of this newfound confidence and self-worth and self-respect and joy and hope for life, of course we're going to make life-giving choices. Of course, we're going to choose something that brings us closer to where we want to be rather than saying, you know, I just don't see a point. So I want you guys to, in any area of your life that you're working to improve, but even the seemingly unrelated one of body care, turn to your first tool, your first tool in your toolbox, your first weapon in your arsenal, however you want to phrase it, your first flower in your garden, if you are a a very peace-loving person like I am, it's hope. It's beginning to believe again that there's a reason to bother to try and you can absolutely do this. And it's only going to get better from here. And then the fuel that you add on top of that newfound or rebirthed hope is pure pleasures that escort you through your day toward life rather than away from it. I hope this has been helpful to you guys. This changed my life. And because I have established myself so firmly in these two principles of persistent hope and pure pleasure, it's very difficult to bring me down. (laughs) And I can face a lot of heavy things without giving up on bothering anymore because I've practiced this for so many years. And I would so love you to experience that same 
powerful, beautiful, joyful, strong hope in yourself, in life, and in what God has next for you. And when you have a body that you're lovingly caring for, that beautiful cycle of self-love, self-honor, showing up for yourself, your body shows up for you, you have your own back, you know how to be there for yourself, which then allows you to be there for others in more effective, beautiful, loving, sincere, authentic ways. Life gets good, guys. Even when it's hard, it stays good. I hope this has been helpful. I will talk to you guys next week. Enjoy what I hope is for you beautiful spring weather, and I'll see you soon. Are you as fired up as I am after this conversation? This work is so important in the world right now, gorgeous, and far more powerful than what I can contribute alone is the ability that you have to shape your home, your family, and your community by living and spreading the truth. So take a screenshot of this episode right now and share it on Instagram with the hashtag bolder than before and tag me at Jackie LaCroix official. And then come on over to the podcast and leave me a review. Five star reviews mean this information gets placed in front of the very women who are looking for it. So quickly click those five stars. And if you let me know what you love most about the podcast in a written review, and then DM me to let me know that you did, my team will send you a free gift fit for a bombshell. Well done, beautiful. I know body conversations can be tough and tender. So bravo for being here and staying in the room. With unconditional love and the unwavering persistence of a this is non-negotiable mentality, you will step into your dream relationship with your body. If you'd like some help, I have something for you. I developed a process, a system, years and years ago that allowed me to lovingly master my body at last after years of battling and berating it. 10 years and two children later, this is still the system that allows me to travel back and forth through time zones, others' homes, hotel rooms, and unpredictable food while easily, blissfully maintaining my weight, energy, and wellness, and knowing every morning I wake up in a body I adore that has my back. Over the last few years, I haven't been actively sharing this system, but I have been living by it. And it blows my mind how well it works and how few people are talking about this specific combination of elements that I find has permanently broken the hold of emotional or overeating, even through some of the most stressful scenarios imaginable. Ready to be set free in the body that is longing for you to love it well? Join me for a free training series revealing this specific system at healthyholyhot.me. You can learn to care for your gorgeous physical form unwaveringly so that it operates at easy peak performance through the many different seasons of life. You don't need more willpower, self-control, food plans, or boot camp workouts. You do need self-love on a divine level received all the way down to your toes, a deep understanding of how your body already wants to work and a strategy that combines your life, your loves, and your longings 
and allows your body to align with the wellness and easy weight maintenance that it craves just as much as you do. The best part is, it gets really fun. This isn't when you finally give up on fun food and reluctantly get on board with a boring and strict healthy lifestyle. This is when the pure, pleasure-loving, God-devoted, magnificent female form you were entrusted with finally gets what it needs to love life. This isn't the end, gorgeous. It's just the beginning. Are you ready for a glorious future? Let's begin it now. Healthy, holy, hot, dot me. I'll see you there.